Welcome to another spooky episode of Disney Versus where we don't know what a virgin is. <laughs> this is also the podcast where we have spooky conversations about spooky movies. That is the last time I'm going to say spooky in this intro. I lied. I'm going to say it one more time. My name is Tori. <laughs> and I'm Grace. Today... We are discussing, obviously, you saw the title of the episode, we are discussing the sequel, the new sequel to Disney's spooky classic, question mark, Hocus Pocus 2. That is the last time I'm saying spooky, promise. Is the question mark on the spooky or the classic? Classic. Is Hocus Pocus oh, it's a classic? definitely, it's a cult classic at least. But is it a good movie? Y- yeah, I think it is. I think it's, I think it's a solid, like, for what it is, I think it's solid. Okay. But we're here to talk about Hocus Pocus too. Yeah. We're not going to get into Hocus Pocus that much. Before we do that, Grace, what you watching? Just finished House of Dragon. House of the Dragon. House of Dragons? House of the Dragon. I just I just finished the Game of Thrones spinoff. Hot D! Um, I would like... <laughs> By the way, that's how you remember what the name of it is. Hot D. House of the <laughs> Dragon. I just don't know if there's an S at the end of that or not. That's real talk. I would like 100% fewer birth scenes in the next season. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's my take on that. There's like... Uh, but I like I like it so far. There's like 12 of them. Yeah. There are at least four or five. I think four, but there might have been five. It felt like one on episode. Trigger warning. Spoiler alert. Take a drink every time there's a stillborn birth or a miscarriage in Hot D. My goodness. Oh my God. So I forgot about me and Amber's halloween or october movie marathon Mm -hmm. uh amber doesn't really like scary movies but she committed to watching a few and so we made a big list and we've been we kind of categorized them and we've been watching several um so the ones that we've watched so far hard candy haven't seen it which had um elliot page it's older um beetlejuice cabin in the woods Midsummer and Black Swan. Have you seen Midsummer? Yo, I, I've seen Midsummer. I haven't seen Hereditary. Midsummer is crazy. I think I have seen Hereditary. Is it by the same people? I think so. I think it's the same director, yeah. Yeah. And people said it was crazy, and I was like, I mean, like, how? No. You were not, you were not prepared. <laughs> I was not. I thought I was. I was like, well, I, like, I, I get there's probably some sacrifices and stuff. Like, how weird could this be? Weird. All the answer's the weird. All the way weird. <laughs> All the way weird. Mm. Capital W weird. Capital W. You've capital been warned. W weird. weird. <laughs> exactly. That's how you pronounce it. Uh, okay. What else have I been watching? I, I haven't been watching all that much recently. I went to Disney last week, and, and so that took up a lot of my time. As going to Disney usually does. Does. I had what I I think is the perfect Disney World day. We checked off pretty like everything that we wanted. The park closed at six because they were reopening later for the Halloween party. Mickey's Halloween party, which we didn't have tickets to. Um and so we got there at ten sixteen or ten fifteen and stayed until six fifteen and rode all the things. All the mountains, all three mountains. We did Haunted Mansion and Peter Pan and Pooh and the Seven Dwarves and Pirates. It was great. 
See, instead of what you watching, it should have been Grace. Where have you been? Oh, really? That's yeah. Although I think it's gonna start slowing down now because I have to actually get a job. <laughs> but I've been to Disney twice. That's probably not wise. But uh. that's why you have to get a job now. That's why I have to get a job to supplant my supplement my uh, Disney problem. Yeah. Um, what about you? What you watching? Last night, I started watching Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities on Netflix. Okay. Guillermo del Toro is one of my favorite directors. Uh, He's not the director on this, but he's the executive producer. And you can see his fingerprints Mm -hmm. are all over this because, Mm -hmm. yo, this is mad. It's not mad scary. It's creepy. Mm -hmm. And his cinematography. I love his cinematography. If you've seen Pan's Labyrinth and Nightmare Alley and Shape of Water. It looks like mm-hmm. all of that could fit in this world. And mm-hmm. I watched the first two episodes. They've released six so far uh, the day we're recording. There's two more coming out tomorrow uh, out of mm. the eight in this season. And it looks like an anthology series that like could easily be a, you know, once a year thing. We're going to do mm-hmm. a set of these. Like yeah. in the same way that they would do, you know, Black Mirror or The Twilight Zone. Because you can get, mm-hmm. you know, big name actors or good character actors just come and play for, you know, an episode. And it's really, really cool. I like it. The other thing that I was watching is uh, Street Gang, How We Got to Sesame Street. Okay. Uh, it was on, it's on HBO Max. It's basically like the origin story of why and how they started Sesame Street. And you've mm-hmm. heard... If you've listened to this podcast, you know I'm a big Jim Henson nerd, or I'm a beginning Jim Henson nerd. I read the book Sunny Days, which is more overall about the the children's television workshop and the origins of Sesame Street and Mr. Rogers and Captain Kangaroo and how it all came together for, you know, the children's television workshop. But Street Gang is all about Sesame Street. And my favorite thing in all of this that people forget sometimes is Sesame Street was started, and they get into this in the documentary, it was started for underprivileged and black and brown children to learn and get caught up in school because mm-hmm. uh, Jane Coons, no, is that her name? Joan Gantz Cooney. Thank you. She was the mastermind of... Uh, Sesame Street and she saw kids are behind and they're watching TV anyway so let's put something on TV to help them get caught up like like I love that that was the impetus and the nucleus of making of building Sesame Street sometimes you'll see people up in arms about you know new characters on Sesame Street like um, I forget names but uh, the girl who's like a fairy and she's like OC, I think she has ADD or something. Um, and there mm-hmm. are characters that are representative of like African-Americans. Like they're clearly supposed to be African-Americans or characters that are just different. Characters that aren't Elmo or Cookie Monster or Bert and Ernie or Big Bert. Like the non-monsters that are supposed to be representative of a certain type of person. Mm-hmm. And it blows me away that people forget that Sesame Street was, from the start, an inclusive show. About. Mm-hmm. Period. So I, I always love looking at the origins of and seeing the Muppeteers, like how they just mm-hmm. have fun and how creative and off the wall and just 
high spirited. It's mm-hmm. it's always interesting to watch. That's cool. I I didn't know about the origins of Sesame Street, so thanks for sharing. Big recommend. I learned something new. Big recommend. I couldn't find any news, but uh, since our last episode, we have had a major death in the Disney family. The legendary Angela Lansbury has passed away. Uh, 2013 honorary Oscar winner, three-time Tony winner, 18-time Emmy nominee. She is tied for second most Tony's, Tony nominations. I think Tony wins of all time she's going through her filmography it was pretty deep uh of course she was mrs potts in the beauty and the beast franchise she was in anastasia she was in fantasia 2000 mary poppins returns the 2018 grinch movie the last unicorn bed knobs and broomsticks the greatest story ever told the manchurian candidate the original one she was in blue hawaii with elvis she was in The Three Musketeers in 1948, and her last film role, which is coming out soon, uh, will be Glass Onion, the sequel to Knives Out. I'm excited for that one. Yeah, it looks really good. I like watching movies that have big ensemble casts of, like, you know, good character actors, similar to uh, similar to uh, the Curio- Cabinet of Curiosities. Mm-hmm. She played Mrs. Potts in Kingdom Hearts 2. Her TV credits include Law & Order SVU and Law & Order Trial by Jury, uh, Touched by an Angel, The Man from Uncle. Of course, her ma- her biggest major role was Murder, She Wrote. She was also a big stage actress, hence the Tonys. Uh, she was in Gypsy. She was in Hamlet, The King and I. She played Mrs. Lovett in Sweeney Todd. She was mm-hmm. in Driving Miss Daisy. She was in Blythe Spirit twice, and she was in The Importance of Being Earnest. It's a big deal. Yep. She is a goat. Have you listened to the original Sweeney, so- Sweeney Todd soundtrack? I was scrolling through Twitter the day she died and someone had posted uh, a clip of the Best Pies in London. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, I didn't know this was a thing. Yeah. I was in high school when Sweeney Todd came out and my clarinet lesson teacher, David, hi David, I haven't I haven't talked to you in years, um, Shout out. gave me... Like loaned me the CDs, the two CD set. Oh wow! <laughs> you. This is dating us a little bit, but um. Yo, I just bought. But I yeah, bought I the Turning Red CD. This, it's nothing. Do you have a CD player? I have a computer. <laughs> my computer right now doesn't have a CD player. Actually, I haven't had a computer that's had a CD player in a minute. My car does though, mm. but I'm wanting to replace my car. So. Uh, what is your favorite Angela Lansbury role? I mean, I think Mrs. Potts is the most recognizable for me. Mm-hmm. Like, her voice is is so iconic. Um, I think for stage, like, listening to Sweeney Todd, I obviously haven't seen her in, in any of the stage productions. But um, listening to her in Sweeney Todd, I really enjoyed. Yeah, what about you? I think, and it's a small thing, I think I like, of course, Mrs. Potts. I really liked her intro to The Firebird at the end of... Mm-hmm. Fantasia 2000 uh, because Firebird is such I think that performance and arrangement of Firebird Suite is my favorite like mm-hmm. recording and piece of music like I always listen to it before a big audition because it's kind of a calming thing and I love and I don't want to slight any of her wonderful performances but I love her 
her guest spot in Law Order SBU. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know this. I'm going to go back and watch the episode in the follow-up. But the character that she played ended up, I think, spoilers, I think ended up being the the murderer, the murderer or whatever. <gasps> she was in trial by jury as the same character. So I need to watch those episodes back-to-back and see what's going on with that. Oh, okay. I wanted to give her a shout-out. Uh, I wanted to talk about her filmography because it's so deep and she's been, she had been in the game for so long and I know it's something that we didn't do for Pat Carroll, but uh, Mm -hmm. to give Pat Carroll her flowers too, she had, she hadn't done as much as um, Angela Lansbury, but she had done a lot, uh, a lot of things that were notable. Like she had been Ursula so many times, like every time. Mm -hmm. Throughout the entire. Yeah. I think she was the only ursula like voice like Mm -hmm. she was even ursula in uh dreamlight valley so oh wow that's awesome yeah i don't know if it was archival footage or if she recorded new stuff but yeah she's in there too shout out angela lansbury r.i.p she will be missed let's take a quick quick trailer break and on the other side i'm gonna go ahead and drop the spoiler alert now on the other side of the trailer, we will be in uh, spoiler talks about Hocus Pocus 2. So, let's go. Hey, happy birthday. Thanks. So what do you guys do tonight? Birthday ritual, scary movie marathon, same as every year. You know, legend has it. It's on the 16th birthday that a witch gets her powers. Another year begins anew. Maiden, mother, and crone too. We call on thee with one request. Help our intentions manifest. Sisters, I bet you're looking for the stage. Always. Okay, so Hocus Pocus 2. Hocus Pocus 2 was directed by Ann Fletcher. Looking up her filmography was interesting. She's the director of the first Step Up movie. She also directed 27 Dresses with, who's that, Ann Heigl? Sorry, Catherine Heigl? Mm-hmm. At Catherine Yep, Catherine Heigl. She also has over 50 choreographer credits. Like, she's a choreographer who directs Mm -hmm. also, including Anastasia, the aforementioned Anastasia, featuring one, Angela Lansbury, Titanic, Bring It On, and Hairspray. Okay. Yeah. Uh, The film was written by Jen D'Angelo. This is her first film screenplay, uh, starring Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, Kathy Najimy, Sam Richardson, Doug Jones, Whitney Peak, and Tony Hale. And the music was done by John Debney. Currently has 63% on Rotten Tomatoes. The original currently has a 39% on Rotten Tomatoes. Has a 6.1 out of 10 on IMDb. The original has a 6.9 out of 10. 
It has a 55% on Metacritic and a little bit of tri- trivia based on hours to watch hours watched in the first three days this movie is disney plus's number one film premiere ever hell yeah also kind of weird that it is very weird but i can't really think of any movie that they've had premiere on disney plus that's been bigger like not mulan yeah not turning red maybe soul mm-hmm. soul's probably number two now but it, it does make sense because there's a previous cult audience for this. Yes. It's a known quantity. I think that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing. It's the, the cult following and the, the fans of this. So uh, first impressions, what do you think? First off, are you a fan of Hocus Pocus? Like, are you a fan? Capital I, F fan. I'm not a capital F fan, but I am a fan. Like, I, I watch it every, usually every year, but I'm also not, like, sad if I miss it mm-hmm. during the that spooky season. Um, do I get bonus points because I use spooky organically? No, you actually lose points uh-huh. because you use it. <gasps> I'm trying really hard wow. not to use it. <laughs> okay, I, fair I, enough. I wore it out at the beginning. <laughs> well, you have a monopoly on spooky, I see. But yeah, I, I like it. What about you? I think legitimately the first time I watched Hocus Pocus all the way through and seriously paid attention to it was last year when we did uh beignets and uh drunk disney with the movie Mm -hmm. yeah Um, that's a fun time it's one of those movies that unfortunately everyone loved and hyped so much i thought it was about to be the greatest thing since since sliced bread and i watched Mm -hmm. it and i'm like this is just okay like it's not as amazing as everyone made it out to be like it wasn't terrible i've seen worse. it's high nostalgia factor that's what it is Hit you right in the member berries. <laughs> mixing mixing references here. Again, I've seen better movies, but it's not the absolute worst. It's not in my uh, spooky season rotation. Mm-hmm. So what'd you think? I liked it. Um, I thought it was a, a nice new take on it. Um, I thought it stayed true to the history that Hocus Pocus introduced um, with some fun new twists. I wasn't that crazy about the flashbacks to when the witches were young, but I, I did like having that story to kind of support the plot. But yeah, I liked it. I think I liked it too. It's again, it's not the best movie. But I have seen worse mm-hmm. movies, and this will still not make my rotation. But mm-hmm. it wasn't bad. I didn't have super high expectations, but mm-hmm. I wasn't, you know, annoyed having watched this movie. Yeah. Um, I think it was smarter than the first Hocus Pocus. I think so, too. I think looking at it as a sequel, I think they had the space and time to see where to focus in this mm-hmm. one. I agree with you that I didn't really need the backstory on the witches or if they were going to give us backstory on the witches, make it mean more in the present. Yeah. I guess there. what I wanted is if they were going to include that much of the backstory, make it more obvious or, or more distinctly tied to the ending and why Winifred is so... Um, protective of her sisters and i think that's really what they were trying to do with that is kind of humanize her a little bit right because she is not good to her sisters normally but i think it, it 
it was a little bit weak on the delivery or on the execution of that so did we need this sequel i know nostalgia and fan uh fan factors aside like did we need to like story-wise did we need to to, for them to come back need is subjective okay (laughs) i i can i i don't think this takes up negative space at all I don't think it's taking anything away. I don't think it diminishes the first movie at all. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I think it added value. Yeah. Cause I, I like that we have a young witch now. That's cool. That's fair. And we'll, we'll get to it, but I, I wish they would have picked Elaine instead of trying to drive in both. Because if, we, mm-hmm. if she's going to be the new witch, I kind of wanted more of her uh, either against the Sanderson sisters or more have more influence rather than just antagonist or whatever. But Mm -hmm. um, I asked, did we need the sequel in the, in the thoughts of their, they said it's possible they could do a third one. It's like, okay, they've been killed twice. Spoilers. They've been killed twice now. (laughs) How, how number one, how are they going to be brought back a third time? Yeah. And if they are brought back a third time, what are we going to do that's different? Because mm-hmm. there were similar beats, and in the trivia, there is a, a, a beat for beat uh, that is similar to the to the original. Mm-hmm. And that's fine, but you got to tell, I feel like you got to tell a new and or different story. A new story. Them. Yeah, I think so too. And I know people are going to say, well, it is different. Last time she was just trying to guess, I, I guess she was trying to get revenge. And now she's trying to become, her goal is, uh, Winifred's goal is to become the most powerful witch. I, I don't know about that. I mean, like, it is a very similar story. And I think the timeline is something that is important that kind of drives this one is that they have to do this by a certain time. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I, I will concede that it is a very similar overall plot. And I don't know that we need a third. And if they decide to move on with the new witch, then I think it should not be called Hocus Pocus. It's got to be Hocus Pocus, though, because you got to get that brand recognition. you got to get that brand synergy. Yeah, maybe it's... Maybe it's... What's her name? What's the um, character's name? Izzy? Or Becca? Becca. Becca. Becca's the witch. Izzy's Becca. the friend. Got it. Um, um, what's so the maybe other it's girl's like name? Cassie. Yes, Cassie's the other one. Becca, Izzy, and Cassie. Yeah. Um, so maybe it's like Becca's training a hocus pocus story or something like that. I will say I took very few notes about this because I was like, you know what? I'm not going to take this as seriously as I take all the other movies that we review, um, and mm-hmm. just kind of let it wash over me. But one thing mm-hmm. that I did write down or. Or one note that I did take mentally is I love how Izzy was basically the audience in common in commenting on everything that's going on. Like you basically uh-huh. her her default was you see this shit is that yeah is is that is for that? real yeah like is is this really yeah. happening? Mm-hmm. And I feel like yes, girl, that's me. That would have been me. Like, you see <laughs> me would have been you see this shit. Have you read this? <laughs> <laughs> What um, what what did you think about the comedy? Did you think it was funny? I think it was just about as funny as 
the first one it was it's very like there i had a couple of chuckles um Mm -hmm. mostly with with izzy stuff and with uh the the magic shop guy let me look up his name so i don't get it wrong gilbert gilbert yes some of his stuff was funny yeah his was funny i was surprised at how quickly he turned um (laughs) but you do you i thought it was funny and what's funny to me is like when he was doing his presentation in his shop and was talking about um, needing a virgin to light the candle. This is bringing up a great question. How do you – is it appropriate to, to be talking about virgins in a kid's movie? Like all of these parents are going to have to explain what a virgin is. And did they have to the first time? Because they're talking about virgins in that one too. And then sure as shit, he asked, what's a virgin? And he's like, oh, see? <laughs> Since the kid asked the question, it's fine. Because the kid's going to be, well, no, it's not, it's, I, I mean, it's less fine because parents are still going to have to explain. Because the kid's going to yeah. be like, yeah, mommy, what's a virgin? Mm-hmm. It's one of those things. It's like turning red. You got to have that conversation whether you want to or not. You might as well have it now. Yeah. Teach the children early. <laughs> or uh, divert. Or <laughs> do yeah. something different. Or lie. Just, just lie to them. <laughs> it's fine. What else did I like about this movie? Admittedly, it's small things. I love the continuing of the joke that when they get brooms in modern day, uh-huh. Winifred gets an actual broom every time, and the other two just have to find something. Like Sarah <laughs> is on a, uh, she's on a Swiffer, uh-huh. and Mary is on Roombas, which Roombas. I thought was pretty. That was funny. I laughed at that. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty clever. And I like that the Roombas came back and were the reason that they were able to be freed because the Roombas cleaned up the mess. They cleaned up the sand circle. It's like that was that was great payoff. I like that. Yeah, good Easter egging. Mm-hmm. Problems I had with the movie. It's not really problems. It's just stuff that I bumped up against. We talk about the not needing the flashbacks. What I wanted from the flashbacks, like we said, make them matter to the present day. Mm-hmm. And there was a moment that kind of teased me. And I don't like being teased. We were talking about Mm -hmm. this at work. I don't like being teased. (laughs) I really wanted the scene where Sarah was like, I am, I think she said I'm a free thinking person or something. Mm -hmm. I wanted Sarah and Mary this time around to have more agency and not just be Winifred's bumbling minions. Uh Because... Winifred takes them for for granted. Like she takes advantage mm-hmm. of them and to do her bidding. And she takes advantage of her love for for them and their love for her and I feel like that could have gone way more cuz yeah. this movie is 30 minutes longer than the original and I'm just like, okay, let's use that 30 minutes and make the story a little bit better. I could have used yeah. a little less of the B plot of Becca and her friends and definitely the C plot of Tony Hale trying to get his pretzel or whatever. Uh, yeah. Was it a pretzel? His apple. Is that what it was? It was a, a candied apple. Uh, what I'm thinking of is the pretzels from The Office for some reason. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. His apple. I could have used a lot less of that. I feel like I could have used if the goal was to get the mayor like Tony Hale mm-hmm. Could have been, like, they could have played up more that the mayor and, what is the other guy's name? Billy Butcherson? The mayor and, okay, the mayor and the reverend. 
Oh, Reverend Trask. That yeah. they look the same, but they're mm-hmm. not. They're definitely, definitely not the same person. Mm-hmm. They could have played that up more, whether it's just a coincidence and nobody's ever mentioned it before, or it's mm-hmm. actually a thing that's done on purpose. Like, mm-hmm. the Reverend is actually evil, and he's learned to live throughout all these years or yeah. whatever, making him a, the biggest hypocrite in the entire uh-huh. town. Or just, you know, drop his super involvement altogether. I could have used more de- deliberation. Yeah. But that's why she's going after him. I think it's it's used as a way to get the witches from point A to point B. And he's completely oblivious. I, I want him yeah. to be less oblivious. Yeah. Going back to talking about spinoffs, I want there to be a spinoff with Hannah Waddingham, the witch mother, um, teaching the new witch. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's what I want. I wish it could have been, and I think I found this in on Twitter or something. I wish they could have played up a little bit more the the mother witch. The reason she didn't want them to use the spell is because of the price of the spell was yeah. her coven. And yeah. she could have been, she could have just been more cryptic about it. Like, drop a riddle or something. And mm-hmm. Winifred could have been, could have figured it out, like, when it's too late. Well, she did figure it out when it's too late. But the riddle could have come back and she's like, oh, this is what, this is the cost. This is what, yeah. I love that when they uh, disappear again, they say the same mm-hmm. thing they did when they died last time. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah. Yeah, overall, I just wanted more story development. I like that everyone's having fun in this. Mm-hmm. Like, I bet it was a blast to film. Because they're such be goofy characters. Mm-hmm. And I always say, like, goofy characters and villains. Playing villains, I yeah. think they have the most fun. Because mm-hmm. they get to ham it up, they get to choose scenery. And, I mean, there's a ceiling, but as long as it's a good performance, like, the ceiling is, is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. And as long as it fits into the story and it's a believable performance, the ceiling doesn't matter. I liked seeing Doug Jones again as the uh, zombie. Uh huh. Piece of trivia that I didn't uh, write down is uh, apparently that was the same wig that he wore in the first one. Uh. <laughs> I mean, it's fake hair. Yeah. It's preserved. I feel like they had to like mat it and stuff though. Like it's not like it was a queen, a clean wig. I mean, it it also helps more with the character because he's been dead for thirty more years. <laughs> That's true. How do you feel about the performances? Like, how do you feel about the sisters as a whole? Yeah, I thought they were great. I thought they looked great, and I thought it was good. It was fun. It was engaging. I do wish there's a little bit more, a little bit of a modern touch to the sisters, mm-hmm. but I think. It's crazy. I mean, like when this is what twenty five years later, thirty, 30 years, thirty, thirty. It, like just on looks alone, that's incredible mm-hmm. to produce something that where they look so similar and they're just picking it back up. That's very cool to me. Mm-hmm. I think that was the most impressive part of that. What about you? Um, I think they were good. I still think Kathy Jimmy's face, like with the way her mouth is like crooked to one side, it still creeps me out. Yeah. One thing I'll say is that for Sarah, Amber and I were watching this together and Amber commented that she was annoyed that that it seemed like Sarah, played by Sarah Jessica Parker, 
uh, was taking things from her character on Sex and the City. And I was like, Amber, I think that's just Sarah Jessica Parker. Mm-hmm. I think that's her putting some of herself into both of these roles. Right. <laughs> um, and not so much that she's stealing from Carrie. Um, I think that's just some of her mannerisms. But mm-hmm. that was kind of that was kind of funny to think about. I don't really have that much else to say about it. I mean, it wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are things that could be improved. I think overall it was better than the first one i think mm-hmm. so i'm not a fan i will at least say that i enjoyed it more than the first one uh-huh. i think this one kind of meandered a little less than the first one yeah let's move on to trivia let's wrap this up another note that i wrote down i love when they change the disney opening mm-hmm. to fit whatever movie it is yes me too that being said Hocus Pocus 2 will be the last film to use this Disney opening because every film following will feature the Disney 100 opening that they unveiled at D23. Do you think they'll still customize it for some movies? It depends on the movie, I think, because the 100 100 year is so special of an opening that they will probably just, I think maybe not movies that come out this coming year this year but maybe i mean maybe some of the pixar movies might uh yeah and, and watch strange world have a completely different opening mm-hmm. but we'll see i would i wouldn't say i maybe not this year but next year once they get past mm-hmm. uh once year 101 maybe mm-hmm. uh i put a spell on you in the first hocus pocus and one way or another in hocus pocus 2 both start at the 58 minute and 30 second mark of each film. That's such an obscure <laughs> factoid. I wonder if they did it on purpose. Just, yeah, I don't know. The mob that walks away during one way or another is doing the thriller dance down the street. Mm-hmm. That's something that I thought I saw because the way they were just like kind of walking. Uh-huh. Shuffling, yeah. No, nobody walks that way. Except mm-hmm. unless you're mimicking thriller. Doing the thriller, yeah. And uh, my one cool shot for this movie was when uh, the Sanderson sisters emerge again and they're in the room and it's a strobe light effect and you just see their kind of their silhouettes through so- through strobe. Yeah, I thought that was very cool. I'm trying to think about if there's anything for me that really stood out. I think them disappearing is one. I thought that was, a, I thought that was well done mm-hmm. when they die. Grace, what do you got for Drunk Disney? So Tori drafted some, and I think these are really good. Um, so drink when someone says book, when someone says sister or sisters, and when someone says which. Is there anything else? I, these are verbatim, the ones that we used last time for the original one. Oh, funny. Yeah. Great. Uh, yeah, I think these are good. Which is one I feel like we could swap out. That's why I have a question mark. I'm not sure. I wasn't sure about that one. Maybe. Maybe it's anytime. Well, if if you're a fan, then it could be anytime there's a Easter egg to the first movie, like a really notable one. I like that. Yeah. Because I I just thought of like three of them. So yeah, it definitely happens. Uh, but you'd also have to be familiar with the movie. Yeah. So if you've if if you're familiar with Hocus Pocus, then anytime there's a throwback to the first movie. If you're not familiar with Hocus Pocus, go ahead and drink when someone says which. I wish I would have read this before we started, or we before we got this far down. But can we talk about how the book was basically Mjolnir in this? Like you had to be worthy of wielding the book. Yes, the book had to choose you. Yes, because the book is definitely like a character in this one. 
Yes, and not so much in the first, like more of a pet in the first. It was more of a MacGuffin, I think, because they were mm-hmm. you were hiding the book from her. Because once she got the book, game over. Everyone's dead. Yeah, whatever. I thought that was funny and interesting. Mm-hmm. Book had a conscience. The book knew the spell was was dangerous. Uh huh. And so it was trying to protect. Yeah, and showed uh, Becca in her coven how to, like, how to counteract the spell. Mm-hmm. Short and sweet. That was our uh, review of Hocus Pocus 2. Uh, tell us what you think. Tell us if we're wrong and the movie was perfect and you have no notes. Or if you hated it. Yeah, if you thought it was, you know, trash. I definitely know people who hated it, but there are also people that didn't like the first one at all. Okay. So, I, I spoke with someone, and I think it might have been my sister, and Hocus Pocus is one of those movies that if you watched it when you were younger, it's definitely your jam. But if you mm-hmm. didn't, like me... Uh, it it may it may not have grown on you the way it did on other people. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely a germination pro- uh, process. Is that the word there? When seeds take root? Yeah. Germination? There's definitely a process to that with Hocus Pocus. And that's what makes cult classics cult classics. They got to sit with you mm-hmm. for a minute. You can follow us on social media, on Facebook at facebook.com slash Disneyverses, on Twitter at DisneyVS. And on Instagram at Disney versus Podcast. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Uh, please give us a five star review and tell us what you think of the show. Oh, happy anniversary! <laughs> oh yeah, it is year seven, six. Beginning of end of year six, I think. End of year six because wow. we started in uh, twenty sixteen. Because it was five last year. Yeah, I remember five. Yeah. We threw. A, wow. We partied for five. At least I partied for five. That's right. I, I mean, we partied for five. <laughs> yeah, we I, think, I think Pedro and I just about killed a bottle of crack and rum. <laughs> there will be more bottles. Truth. Uh, once more around the sun face. Yeah, let's do it. I think our next episode, I don't know when it's going to be. Our next episode will either be the Bronze Age in our bracket of the ages. And we also have Strange World coming out next month. Yeah. I'm excited about that that. film. Um, I don't think there's anything else we got going on. After those two, that may be it for us for the year. We'll probably take the holidays off. There might be a uh, Christmas thing that we do. I'm not sure. We could do do a review of Wakanda Forever, too. We could do a review of Wakanda Forever. I'm very excited about that. I know I'm going to see that movie probably five times Mm -hmm. at least. Yeah, that's definitely one I want to go see in theaters, too. But uh, we will cross that bridge when we get there. Thank you for listening, as always, and we'll see y'all next episode. Goodbye.